and welcome to another episode of Simon Says Let's Talk Business. This is your host, Al Simon with Sandler. We do business coaching, training, consulting, mainly around sales, uh, sales management, customer service. And I'm excited today. I've got two terrific guests, and I'm, I know you're going to like this show. By the way, if you want to check out the archives uh, for Simon Says Let's Talk Business, you can go to businessradiox.com, select Gwinnett Studio, and then select Simon Says Let's Talk Business, and you'll see all of the wonderful shows we've had in the past. So today we've got, we've got Greg Mooney with us today with Leadership Max LLC. Welcome, Greg. Thank you. Old hat at radio, leadership extraordinaire. Looking forward to talking with you. Looking You're forward great. to answering. Excellent. You. Yes. And Corey Potolivo. One of our clients, Custom Sign Factory. Welcome, Corey. Welcome. Thank you. Good to be here. Yeah. And uh, also a golfer. So, yeah. Every once in a while. Every once in a while. I heard you, I heard you took your dad to the cleaners the other day. I Just sure a did. little birdie told me. I'm glad it's on the radio now. There you go. Yeah. yeah. Let me make him listen to it. Is he listening? Yeah. Probably, probably not. <laughs> yeah. Okay. So, Greg, Leadership Max LLC, huh? certified leadership coach. Yes. Can you tell us a little bit about uh, what you do and how you got here? Yeah, basically I'm working with executives and leadership teams and taking them to the next level through personal growth and leadership development. How I got here was my own story. Uh, I have two degrees in engineering and an MBA. I got out of college with my second engineering degree and went to work, and for all my life they had been telling me, sit down, shut up, do what we tell you. And now they tell me sit down shut up do what we tell you after about two years they make you a supervisor and they say okay now you're in charge and suddenly you've got to figure out how to be a supervisor how to be a leader how to how to guide and direct other people and and how to lead teams and yeah. i had no training in those things in mm-hmm. how many ever decades of of training and education that had been yes so my my teamwork training was in sports, and my leadership training was in scouts and things like that. But it was experiential, not content, right? Which is limited, um, serendipitous in yes. nature. Yeah. So I began to hunt pre-internet. By the way, we won't talk about how old we are, Al. That uh, does give people an, uh, an it idea. It gives you an idea. So yeah. there was no internet to go find things, and I had to go find things that I needed every day and at business. Um, that that no one had provided me up to that point so it started me on that path and i've been on that path ever since about 35 years now yeah i know exactly what you're talking about because uh, when i was in my early 20s i was a sales guy corporate sales guy you know have a couple of decent years they make you a manager and all of a sudden now you're leading a team and they don't tell you how to do that and i was awful awful of course yes i would say to people well just do it the way i do it you were winging it, right? Well, yeah, that's the whole problem, too. When I was selling back in those days, I was winging it as well. <laughs> so it was the blind leading the blind, really. Seriously, it was. Yeah, so I understand. Uh, so, and, 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 and why the, the John Maxwell team? Tell us a little bit about that. Well, I had been studying John for probably 25 years now. Mm-hmm. Um, as you may know, he was originally a, a pastor, and he began in developing church leaders. Yes, and then he came out into the secular world. He's written, written about 100 books now on leadership and personal growth. I've followed him many years. Yes. Used his material in my own organizations in engineering business. Mm-hmm. I was the vice president of two different national firms. I had about 250 people, and I would use his resources with all of my leaders, as well as continuing my own. Yes. So about five years ago, when I got the opportunity to decide what I want to do with the rest of my life, 
uh, through a bunch of mergers and acquisitions and things. Yeah. Um, I decided well, since this was my real passion that I would pursue it, and John had started a coaching company. Yeah. And, and he's local. And Well, he was. Not anymore? No, he moved to Florida yeah. about seven years ago. His corporate okay. headquarters is here. Yes. But our the, the coaching organization is not part of the John Maxwell Company. We're a separate organization. Uh, we mm-hmm. are not employees. We are not 1099s. Uh, Etc. But we are independently licensed and trained and certified and certified. Yes. Okay, excellent. So you can use the tools and you you uh, work with your clients to use. It. Now, your clients are they individuals? They're companies. What's what does that look like? Uh, basically, cl- my clients are are leaders or emerging leaders, mm-hmm. uh, people who sometimes find themselves in a position of leadership or they know it's coming and they're not ready for it. Hopefully, they know they're not ready for it. The, my biggest challenge is the people who don't know they're not ready for it. Uh, we all suffer from the halo complex, which, <laughs> which means we think, you know, 90% of executives think they're in the top 10%. Yes. 90% of drivers think they're in the top 10%. Yes. And so we don't know how much we need that training. Uh, so I ba- mainly work with people who have come to that realization and are looking for a way to develop as leaders. That could be in any size organization, but obviously if it's a solo entrepreneur or solo uh, entrepreneur they don't really lead others in their day-to-day business but they do exercise leadership in other venues in the world their home their church academia whatever that else they do so most people don't realize leadership uh, is is throughout our whole lives okay so um if, if someone were to be a client of yours what is that process how do you work with people how do you coach people what does that look like well, they could be a client through training, workshops, seminars, lunch and learns, things like that. I, I work with companies at their leadership retreats, for example, and I'll come in and do a workshop on leadership, etc. Uh, then I also do individual and team coaching, which is my favorite activity. Is it? It is because I love to work with individuals and help them make progress in areas that they weren't even aware of before we started working together. Um, So I work with individuals. Uh, We start with assessments. We start with defining what their immediate challenges are. They're struggling with stress. They're struggling with uh, losing good people. They're struggling with finding good people. They're struggling with internal teamwork issues and relationships. Uh, Or they just want to get better at all those things. And so we define what their priority needs are and work through them uh, appropriately. And we do that same thing with teams, which is a little bit of a different challenge, kind of fun and unique where you're dealing with five different people at once, and uh, that's fun. This is just different dynamics going on It's a different dynamic, but to train a team, you have to train the team. You know, you have to coach the whole team. So do you you make it a requirement? If you're going to work with a team, you also work with the individuals in that team, or does that matter? Um, At different levels. You do Mm -hmm. have to work with every person on the team, but you may not be coaching them intensely alone. So you may be coaching them as part of the team coaching process, uh, rather than uh, in more detail on their broader broader lives. Mm-hmm. So I'm, I imagine, Greg, that that lots of our of our listeners have had leadership training, coaching, maybe in the past, maybe been a been a mentee, something like that. Now, what makes your program uh, unique? What makes it valuable? Well, one of the things is a, a key understanding is the different connotations of the word coaching. So up until I had this training. Uh, I had been quote-unquote mentoring people and coaching people, and most of our understanding about coaching follows the sports coaching model. This is a person who's been doing this for many years. They know a lot about it. 
and they tell you what to do. It's called directive coaching. Okay. The kind of coaching that we do and we're trained to do, and it's a unique process, is called coactive coaching. Coactive coaching. Okay. And it means that the coach and the individual are working together to find the right answer for the individual. In directive coaching, the coach is telling you what your right answer is. Okay, that makes sense. In coactive coaching, you're working to develop the person inside out to find the right answer for them. It's a different process. So what they did about in the 70s, there was a book called Inner Tennis. And the guy who wrote this book took some coaches who had been trained in this methodology. Uh, they put white shorts on them and gym shoes, tennis shoes, and they assigned one each to a pro or semi-pro tennis player. Mm -hmm. And they found after six months, even though these coaches knew nothing about tennis, that the tennis players had actually developed faster and more permanent improvement than with quote-unquote tennis coaches. And, and in, in essence, you're developing the individual through their own mastery of things. Okay, that makes instead sense. Instead of telling them what to do. So um, now we know this generally is called a sports psychologist. Yeah. So you'll find Tiger Woods, and he'll have a putting coach, and he'll have a swing coach, and then he'll have a sports psychologist. And what that is is a coactive coach. It's a mental coach. We teach people how to think differently what to think differently so that they can perform at a different level yeah in different situations too right when they right. find themselves in stress situations or particular scenarios how to handle that better and differently yes how to manage your thought process but in a yeah. way that works for them uniquely as opposed right. to just the things that work for me that makes perfect sense all right good yeah so how we get started no just kidding i'll get there in a minute so what is, the, what is the most difficult step? When you're working with someone and developing their leadership skills, is there a place in time or in the process that's more difficult than others? The most challenging step for most people is the awareness step. They just don't know what they don't know. None of mm. us know what we don't know. We have no way of knowing what we don't know. So we don't know what we need because we don't, don't know that. Yes. So the first challenge is awareness, and it's a challenging step because – uh, sometimes people just come out of desperation. Look, I need help. I don't know what's wrong, but I just need help. Yeah. Um, but the most challenging point is awareness. The second most challenging, I think, is most people don't want to be open and frank about their weaknesses. Mm -hmm. They are afraid to reveal weaknesses. And I tell leaders all the time, the people around you already know your weaknesses. What they don't know is whether you're transparent and, and have the integrity to be able to share those openly and say, here's what we need to work on together and how, recognizing my own weaknesses. Right. And that makes a huge difference in those relationships. But you can't really hide your weaknesses. You just think you're doing that. Everybody around you knows what they are. Yes. I imagine you have a little bit of the same dynamic I have in my world. Let's say that you have a, a president, a CEO, who has someone that they want to promote to management, let's mm -hmm. say, or lead a project team that's never done it before right but the person that they're thinking about investing in with let's say your coaching doesn't think they need it or have time to do it mm -hmm. so what do you do there a lot of different approaches to that but yeah. one of them is to just like with everything else <clears throat> the individual the individual has to have a commitment to it and the mm -hmm. upper management whoever that leader is also has to be the example so, so generally speaking, you find cultures in organizations, and if the senior leader doesn't think they need it and they exhibit that model, then the ones around them are afraid to go first. Mm -hmm. So leaders go first. 
And so I tell those people what you need to do is you go first. You show them by example that this is the right thing to do and show them the benefits from it, and then they'll be excited to do it. If you're not doing it, then they're going to say, why are you pushing me to go do this first? I'm sure. And and I'll bet you coach the CEO on what to say to the person they want to. Yes, and it's always best to have them know the process by having gone through the process before they really decide this is the right for someone else. Excellent. Excellent. Well, this is Simon Says Let's Talk Business. I'm your host, Al Simon, with Sandler. We've been talking with Greg Mooney of Leadership Max LLC. And uh, so, Greg, I know there's listeners that want to uh, pursue this, explore. Does it make sense for them? How do they get a hold of you? Uh, website, www.leadershipmaxllc.com, uh, or uh, just contact me by email, grggmny at gmail.com. And that's Greg Mooney with no vowels. Greg Mooney with no vowels. So grggmny at gmail.com or leadershipmaxllc.com. Right. And anything they need to do to get started before they contact you or just contact you and start the conversation? Just to start the conversation and and, uh, be ready to knock your doors off. I'll bet. I can imagine. (laughs) I can imagine. I'll bet you get great results. We do. Absolutely. Okay. Well, terrific having you with us, Greg. Thank you, Al. Uh, thanks for filling us in. And uh, so if you want to talk to Greg about leadership for yourself or for any of your teammates, you know how now how to do it, grggmny at gmail.com or leadershipmaxllc.com or go to businessradiox.com and click on the link for Gwinnett Studio, and you'll see it there under Simon Says. Excellent. Thank you. That's great, Greg. Corey. Corey Potolivo with Custom Sign Factory, VP of Sales, Marketing, and Design. Okay, sales, marketing, and design. What don't you do? <laughs> this week, nothing. <laughs> Next week will be a whole different title. Yes? Yep. So you've got, um, well, first of all, tell us a little bit about Custom Sign Factory, how long you've been around, what you do, how'd you get involved? Sure, yeah. So uh, about 11 years ago, uh, my brother was in a, working at a sign company, um, a smaller sign company over in Suwannee. And uh, my father was uh, tired of doing the corporate day-to-day trip downtown, sit a, an hour in traffic, an hour home, you know, see, see his wife, my mom, for a couple hours, and he got tired of it. So uh, mm-hmm. my brother and my, my father uh, decided to open up this brave new world of, of a sign company, and they bought a little spot over in Norcross. Uh, and within a couple of years, we outgrew that spot. Um, we just moved into a 30,000 square foot facility uh, up here in, in Duluth. And, uh, yes, I've and yeah. seen it. It looks, so, it's, it's amazing. It is. I mean, and the we, machines you have in there are unbelievable. It's a true production manufacturing shop. Yeah, we've got, uh, and we're already outgrowing this spot too. We just did a build out about a year ago, gave us about 23 more places for employees, and we're out of space. I know. Your sales team tells me that when I work with them. They're like, we don't have any player to sit. Yep. Yeah. We got two people sharing an office. Yes. You know, a couple couple uh, offices are, are, are double double manned. So yeah. it's uh so here we are eleven years later. Um we we've we've grown a lot. We've had a um, a good experience. Um we have a great team uh over in at the shop and and yeah, we're we're doing very well. And you're doing large scale projects. Yeah, right. correct. So we, we like project-oriented jobs. Um, I think there's, you know, within sign world, uh, there are individual projects. You know, I'm going to go put a, my name on a, on, on a, on a, a building, mm-hmm. and um, 
and, and, and be done with it. Um, we're not, a, you know, that's not our business model. Our business model is to have long-term, six-month, nine-month, year-long projects um, that uh, we utilize our specialty. Our specialty is project management. That's, that's one of... Uh, one of our big things about our businesses is once our sales team, our business developers, um, they find out about a project, uh, we sign the, the dotted line, it then goes into project management, who then manages that project to make sure that it's on time, on budget, uh, you know, throughout the entire process. And so then, they're, I'm sorry, so they're designed, sure. they're, they're, they, they help the client through the design process, right? Well, our design team does correct. So okay. you know, we'll come up with the designs, um, we'll show them to the, the potential customer once they agree that, hey, we like this design, this is how we want to move forward, then it goes into our project management team. Okay, then it goes there. Yep, and, and project right. management is working with designers to make sure that all of the designs uh, are, are kept throughout the, the process. So we're, we're talking, you know, we have projects that are 900 to 1,000 signs. Wow. Um, within those 900 to 1,000 signs, we may only have six different sign types. So we want to make sure that the look is consistent, okay. the message, uh, the, we call it the copy on, on the sign, is correct. Um, you know, within the 900 signs, uh, you know, within one sign type, we may have 35 different, you know, verbiage signs within that uh, that one sign type, wow. HVAC or engineering, main office, things like that. Okay. And this is external signage and internal. We do right. both internal and external signage, correct, yeah. And, okay. Um, so within that project, we would have some external. The majority of it's going to be going to be internal. Okay. And so... Um, your name is Custom Sign Factory, Correct. so obviously this is not you know the 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 sign company on the on the street corner. This is this is big time commercial, industrial, what hospitals? We do yeah, we do yeah. a lot of hospitals. Yeah. Um, we do custom work for the most part. You okay. know, there is branding elements in a lot of our customers, um, but a lot of our customers come to us with different projects and, and, and they say, hey, here's our interior finishes. Here's what our carpet's going to look like. Here's what our wall is going to look like. Mm. Here's what our light fixtures are going to look like. And, and we'll build signs around that look to make this cohesive look across the entire uh, property or project. Yeah. Because branding is so huge. It's, it's extremely yeah. important. You know, yeah. you, you don't think about it, but every time you see a brand, it's not like you're immediately going to go buy that. If I see a commercial for McDonald's, I'm not going to go out typically and buy McDonald's at that moment. But if I'm driving down the road and I see that McDonald's, it triggers something in your brain that, oh, I saw that commercial. Oh, that hamburger looked delicious. Let me go get one. So branding is extremely important to, to clients to make sure that their name is out there, especially in the world that we're in now where... You know, a lot of our business is multifamily apartment complexes. And as anybody who's been in, in Atlanta lately knows that the multifamily world is, is just on uphill climb. So yes. how do they separate themselves? And that brand is really what separates them. And especially social media out there now, they're, they're getting their name out there. And, and the signage is just as important. It's, you know, there's, there's studies out there that say almost 50% of customers that are coming into um, – uh, a company or a, a multifamily apartment complex, even a hospital, is because of the sign. Because they know the brand. Because they know the brand. the brand. They're learning the brand, right? And so they're developing that brand awareness, and the signage is so important to that. And it also tells you, hey, that's where I have to go. Mm -hmm. That's that, you know, the sign says XYZ on it. Right. That's, that's where I'm going. Excellent. Okay, so um, give us an example. What's been your uh, most exciting project so far this year? So we were we were fortunate enough to work with uh, a local sports team, minor league team, uh, the Gwinnett Braves, as it was known earlier this year. Yes. Um, I think everybody who's in Gwinnett County knows that uh, 
uh, they have recently gone through a, a brand branding rebranding, I should say. Um, now they're now the Gwinnett Stripers. So personally, I'm. Uh, you said earlier, I'm. A, I, I like to play golf. I like sports in general. Um, so for me, this was a big project that I got to work. I got to enjoy. You know, one my business is now branding this minor league baseball team. So I got to do my, my professional life, my my love of sports. I got to combine those two and, and help out with the rebranding of, of the Stripers. So yeah. uh, if you go up to the Stripers Cool Ray Field um, yeah. and you see any of the signs, those all came from our shop. Well, how many signs in, in total? Do you remember? Uh, I want to say probably about 60 or 70. Um, okay. But, you know, those were all exterior. They have three major signs. They have a scoreboard sign um, that says Cool Ray Field on it that we did. Um, they have a, a major neon on the building um, that says Gwinnett Stripers on it. They have yeah. a, a monument sign on the road that, that has Cool Ray Field on both sides. Um, and then within the property, wayfinding throughout the entire stadium. Uh, so I'd say about 60 to 70 signs. That's amazing. Yeah, it's been fun. How long was that? Was, did that project go from, from uh, hey, let's sign, let's do this, to, okay, now all the signs are installed? So this one was about three to four months. So we really yeah. had to, to speed it up, our normal process. Uh, typically, we like those long-term projects like I talked about earlier, but yeah. this, we had a hard date. They had an opening day that they had yes. to <laughs> have signs for um, yeah. So we were we were able to accomplish in about three months. Um, you know what what it entailed was we tore we, we removed all of their current signs. Mm-hmm. Um, we brought them back to the shop. We sanded all of them down. Um, so our shop was red and blue for probably about two months. Uh, you know once we got all the old colors off. Yes. Um, and then we refinished their their existing signs with their new color scheme. Um, which, which is the, what green and it's green and blue, green and blue. yeah those okay. the green and blue is, is the main colors yeah um so yeah we we reused a lot of the existing signs um but we also made new ones as well did you did, so yeah. now when we're all sitting there watching the Gwinnett stripers play yep and we'll have seen all the signs and we'll know where they come from exactly that's great that's awesome so uh what how about going forward from here Corey? what are the what are the current trends you see in the custom sign industry so it's funny that you ask that. We, uh, you know, back in when signs first came around, everybody for illumination they were using neon. Neon mm-hmm. was was readily available. Um, it's a custom product. You bend it, you heat it up. Um, the problem with neon is that it's expensive. It's a it's a piece of glass, and it's you can't really just go on to Home Depot or another retail and buy a piece of neon and, and fit it to a sign. Um, so it started moving away from neon. Neon is very costly. Um, so then you started getting to the LED trend. Mm-hmm. Well, what we're seeing lately is customers want to go back to neon. They want that look. Really? Um, they like that retro look. They, they like that, um, that look that neon gives, away, that gives out. So what we've seen in, within our LED manufacturers are they're starting to make LED illumination to mm-hmm. look like neon, which makes it a lot easier to work with. One, it's not going to be as costly. Uh, two, it's a lot more easy. It's more easily uh, manufactured so okay. we in the shop can can actually can bend it and, and make it into a sign with neon there's only a few you know companies left that are that are still bending neon um, so we're seeing that that neon retro look coming back into a lot of the signs that, that we're producing and we're trying to um, get our customers into led just because of the the benefits of it some are like nope we want neon we want that glass neon and of course we'll we'll help them out uh, but the LED is the way to go. And, and the price isn't as tough to swallow. The price isn't as tough. Once they see that price difference, it's usually an easy sell from there. Well, if you can make 
if you can make LED look like retro neon, why wouldn't someone do that? Some people just can't understand it. Yeah. You know, they, they just can't get their, their mind wrapped around the fact that, that they have this, this product out there now that, that looks just like the neon that you're wanting to go with. Um, and it's more of a mindset. You know, if they know that there's neon up there, they're happy. If they know that it's, a, it's a, an illuminated tube, you know, they may not, they may not think about it as yeah, much. That's a good point. Yeah. So we've been talking with Corey Potolivo. Vice President of Sales, Marketing, and Design. This week. This week with, <laughs> with Custom Sign Factory. This is Al Simon with Simon Says. Let's talk business, your host. And uh, we've, uh, we've enjoyed talking with Corey, Custom Sign Factory. Corey, if, if people want to get a hold of you, and I'm sure they will, how would they go about doing it? So our website is uh, www.csfsigns.com. Uh, on our website, we have a lot of our projects. Um, you can t- check out pictures of, of jobs that we've done in the past. Um, you can learn a little bit more about our company. If you want to reach me by phone, feel free to call our office at 770-717-7755 or email at Corey, C-O-R-Y, at csfsigns.com. Excellent. Okay, so again, the phone number is 770 717 Seven seven five five. A lot of sevens. A lot of sevens in there. And then Corey with no E, C O R Y, at CSFSigns.com or the website CF, I'm sorry, CSFSigns.com. Correct. Sign factor, CSFSigns.com. Excellent. Well, Corey, thank you so much for being here. Yeah, thank you, Al. I appreciate the opportunity. Absolutely. Greg, thanks for being here. Happy to be here. Thank That's you. Nice. Great stuff. So once again, this is uh, Simon Says Let's Talk Business with your host, Al Simon, on businessradiox.com. Mm-hmm.